Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Welcome back into the Force to Punt podcast. I am Steven Serta. You can follow me on Twitter at Steven Serta. Dusty Likens is out again this week. He will be back next week. Um, you know, we're we're gonna keep trying to help you through this playoff push. Some of you got buys this week, some of you got, you know, potential season ending matchups that you gotta get through. Uh a lot of you were probably like me in one of my leagues where because it's been a weird season, I suffered multiple catastrophic injuries to my roster, and I still managed to make the playoffs because the whole league was struggling this year. And, and I have no business being in the playoffs, and I'm going to do everything I can to try to win this matchup this, le- this week, but it probably doesn't look that great for me. Uh, but all you can do is play the matchups. All you can do is what you've been doing all season, what you did to get into the postseason – and that's try to play the best guys with the most upside. And so we're going to try to figure out who those guys are on the podcast today. Uh, I will not be on Fantasy Football Sunday this week at 9 a.m. Unfortunately, when the Chiefs play noon games, their pregame broadcast starts at 9 a.m., which is when I'm normally slotted. Uh, I'll, I'll let you guys know later in the week. We might try to do some type of live broadcast on Sunday morning. Or I might just record another podcast where I kind of go a little bit more in-depth with some of the matchups and some of the games and stuff like that because I want to help you guys win. And I want to try to make sure that we're doing everything that we can uh, to get you guys that playoff win to try to get you guys on to the next round. Uh, So me and Dusty are going to try to figure that out. Maybe we'll do something Sunday morning if we've got time. Uh, But, yeah, unfortunately, there's only one fantasy football Sunday the rest of the year on 610 Sports Radio. It's going to be next week because the Chiefs play the Saints in the afternoon. Following two weeks, final two weeks of the season, Chiefs play noon games. So I will be off the air those weeks as well. So unfortunately, we've only got one fantasy football Sunday uh, coming up still this season. It's been a good year. We've had a good run. Uh, it's been a lot of ups and downs, but I, I think that we've won a lot more matchups than we've lost. I think that we've picked a lot more uh, positive game scripts, a lot of positive matchups. Then we have picked uh, matchups that that wound up hurting us in the end. Uh, Where I want to start today, it seemed like Christian McCaffrey was going to be good to go this week. We thought he was finally going to be back. We thought that he was going to return for our playoff run and he was going to carry us to glory. 
Apparently last week, which was their bye week, uh, they were still practicing, and he practiced at a limited capacity, and he somehow managed to get a thigh injury. So not only is he still dealing with the shoulder a little bit, but the shoulder seems to be getting better. Now he's got thigh injury. And now his uh, status for this week is kind of up in the air. He, I think he was still limited per- practice participant yesterday, but, I mean, it's just been that kind of year for Christian McCaffrey. It's, you know... There's a real circumstance here where he's been dealing with so many injuries this season. Carolina's not a playoff team. They don't have anything really to play for other than, you know, continued improvement under their first-year head coach, Matt Rule. I could see a scenario here where they just say screw it and they decide to sit down Christian McCaffrey. That sucks. I'm a Christian McCaffrey owner as well. Um, You know, I I was hoping he was going to recover from the shoulder injury. We wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. And he could, you know, help help us in the postseason and maybe get us a, a win or two. Uh, because a lot of you, even if you just get to your championship game, that means you win some money. In, in most leagues, just getting to the game means you get something. And so that's really what my goal is. My goal is to help you win. But my main goal in the postseason is let's just make sure you get something. Let's get you to the championship game. Then we'll worry about that. So these next two weeks... You got to pay really close attention to Christian McCaffrey's status. Obviously, if he plays, he's got to be in your lineup. I, I, we saw in the two full games that he played this season, he was dominant. He he was he looked like the best running back in the NFL, and now he's hurt again. So it's devastating, but it's just what you got to just what you got to deal with. And I know I know the podcast is coming to you guys a day late. Sorry about that. That's on me. Uh, Dusty's out this week, but I just. I, I got I got caught up in some stuff yesterday. Did not have time to record it, so I'm going to get it out to you guys today. Uh, before tonight's Thursday night matchup, which actually should be a good one, it's the Patriots at the Rams. Uh, I hate this game. I, I I don't really want any part of it because you know the last time we saw the Patriots and Bill Belichick take on Sean McVay and the Rams was the Super Bowl, which was one of the worst Super Bowls that I've ever seen in my life. And the Patriots are coming off of uh, like a 45 to nothing blowout of the Los Angeles Chargers and likely rookie of the year, Justin Herbert, who's been absolutely insane. And the Patriots completely shut him down. Now, that's I I said on the show last week that do do you really trust a rookie quarterback, Justin Herbert, going against Bill Belichick? Because, you know, Bill Belichick, we saw what he did to Patrick Mahomes his first season as a starter. Bill Belichick is so creative defensively. He's going to give you looks that you just haven't seen before and that you don't know how to react to. And we saw that last week with Justin Herbert. It was the, the it was his worst game as a professional so far. And, and I don't think that Jared Goff is better than Justin Herbert. And Jared Goff has been so up and down this year. I don't trust him at all in this game. And the in the Patriots defense, you know, that they, they were injured. They weren't playing well, but they're starting to get healthy. They're starting to play better. And they shut down the Chargers last week. And it's not like the Chargers are, you know, a playoff team. The Chargers are a bad football team this year. But the way Justin Herbert had played, you expected them to be able to do something. Uh, and they didn't. They did absolutely nothing. The Patriots were were ridiculous last week. And Cam Newton threw for like 69 yards. So, and also, the Rams have the number one DVOA defense in football. So, I can't trust Cam Newton. I can't trust any of the Patriots pass catchers. I... I guess Damian Harris, maybe, um, you know, James White's been in, more involved lately. Uh, Sony Michelle is back, but Damian Harris seems to be the, the consistent guy in that offense.
but also the Rams' run defense is really good this season. So I don't trust any of these guys. Um, I, I don't trust Jared Goff. I want to trust Cooper Cup. He's still getting the volume, but then, you know, he's had good matchups in back-to-back weeks, and he's let us down in back-to-back weeks. So it's getting it's getting hard to trust any of these guys, and especially going against a Patriots defense that is starting to improve. I, I, I just don't trust them whatsoever. But, you know, Cup's getting the volume. He He's getting the looks each and every week. So I think if you're going to start any Rams pass catcher, it's probably got to be him. You know, he had nine targets, eight catches, 73 yards against the Arizona Cardinals. Um, you wanted to see more from him because he was coming off of a bad game. Uh, the game prior to that, he had 11 catches for 145 yards, and he was getting all kinds of volume. He's got a 20-target game on his season. Uh, you know, and, and Robert Woods has been up and down this year, so I don't really trust him at all. Uh, d- despite the fact that he's coming off two, he's really had three straight like solid games. Like he had 130 yards against the Bucks, a touchdown, 80 yards against the Niners, 85 uh, against the Cardinals. So he's getting a, a decent target volume. So I guess you you probably have to start both of them. Um, Stephon Gilmore's probably going to be on Woods, so I don't like that matchup. And then you have the Rams backfield. I already told you I don't want to start Jared Goff, but then. Cam Akers, who led the team in carries last week, and seems like he's starting to carve out a bigger workload for himself. Really, the reason he led the team in carries is because Daryl Henderson got hurt. And Malcolm Brown is starting to get less involved, so you like to see that. But Daryl Henderson's still going to be involved in this backfield. I think you have to start Cam Akers, even if it gets a good Patriots run defense, because he had 21 carries last week. And if he's going to see that every week, then Cam Akers needs to be in your lineup every week. But Daryl Henderson did leave last week's game with a knee injury, but he came back and broke off a 38-yard touchdown. So I, I think that that's, that's worrisome because you want to plug and play Cam Akers. But we saw earlier this week with J.K. Dobbins, we assumed he was going to step right back in and lead that backfield. And then Gus Edwards wound up with more carries. Now, Dobbins did have a good game. He had over 70 yards and a touchdown. But Edwards still had more carries, and he had over 100 yards. So I, I think that it's really tough to trust anyone in this Rams backfield. The Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. This has got to be a great game for all your Titans, right? Coming off of a game where they were absolutely dominated by the Cleveland Browns. I know the box score looks a lot closer than the game actually was. Uh, The Titans were in comeback mode the entire time last week against Cleveland. And Derrick Henry had 15 carries for 60 yards to go along with the fumble. No touchdowns. It's one of his worst games of the season. Granted, I I mean, we've seen this with Derrick Henry before, right? Like, Derrick Henry needs touches into the fourth quarter because if the Titans are in a close game in the fourth quarter, they can continue to feed Derrick Henry. He wears every defense down, and that's that's when he breaks off those long touchdowns. And so I'm not shocked that Derrick Henry struggled last week, and he's in a much better spot this week against the Jags. He's obviously going to be in your lineup. And Derrick Henry's got an incredible playoff schedule. So he's in your lineup without question moving forward. Ryan Tannehill did have 29 completions last week for 389 yards, three touchdowns. Obviously, they were down by a ton early in that game. They had to throw. Corey Davis had a monster game, 182 yards and a touchdown. Uh, A.J. Brown, you hate to see it. Corey Davis had more targets than him. A.J. Brown only had four catches for 87 yards off seven targets. Uh, You know, A.J. Brown, he is a little bit big play dependent, right? Like, he, he is... 
He's going to catch those slant patterns. He's going to catch those out routes, and he's going to take them 60 yards because he's just impossible to tackle, and he's insanely explosive. Uh, Corey Davis seems like the safer floor guy in this Titans passing offense, and they're both in a great matchup this week. You're starting both of them. They both have fantastic matchups against a bad Brown or Jaguar secondary, and so you're putting both of them in your lineup without question. Uh Johnny Smith did not play last week. He's not healthy. Um, I, I don't know if he's going to play this week. If he does, I think he can still play him. Jags are the worst team in the NFL against opposing tight ends. Uh, you know, Johnny's been really up and down. He's kind of become just a touchdown dependent player. But I think you still got to get him into your lineup. As far as the Jags go, Mike Glennon was actually okay last week. Uh, twenty-eight of forty-two for one touchdown. He did throw two interceptions. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying. You should pick up Mike Glennon and play him this week against the Titans. But there might be some upside this week with Mike Glennon. We saw what Baker Mayfield did to the Titans secondary last week. The Titans secondary is absolutely trash. They can't stop anybody. And so I wouldn't be shocked if Mike Glennon actually has a, a, a nice game this week. If you're if you're desperate like I am in a couple of leagues, my quarterback matchups are terrible this week headed into the playoffs. Uh, I I wouldn't be mad at you if you took a chance on Mike Glennon. If you needed some serious upside and you're taking a chance, you're just throwing whatever you can out there to try to win your matchup, I, I I think that there's worse things you can do this week than start Mike Glennon. Obviously, you're starting James Robinson. Uh, LaVisca Chenault did catch a touchdown last week, but it clearly wasn't targeted, or clearly wasn't trying to, th- Mike Glennon clearly wasn't trying to throw his way. It was a total fluke touchdown, so I, I don't read that much into it. LaVisca still only had three targets, he had three catches, three targets, 38 yards. And he had two carries for 30 yards. They're still involving him that way. But it it's a, it's a major bummer they aren't involving him more in the offense because we've seen him show some promise this year. He's just not getting enough attempts, not getting enough looks. You can't put LaVisca Chenault in your lineup. Uh, DJ Chark did lead the team in targets, but he only had two catches for 41 yards. He's had a really disappointing year. Uh, there's just no other way to put it. Uh, he's leading the team in air yards. Uh, he's getting a lot of targets when he's involved in the offense, but he's been banged up too. He's been battling through injuries. Uh, I'd still start him this week, though, because he's going to get the looks downfield. He's going to get the opportunities downfield. And, and so I, I think that he needs to be in your lineup. Um, Colin Johnson, since Mike Glennon has become the starting quarterback, has been heavily involved in their passing offense. So the, he, Colin Johnson's a guy you could take a chance on this week. Uh, I don't trust Keelan Cole. He was not involved at all last week. He's been really up and down this season. Uh, but we, we've seen this before where, you know, the second or third string quarterback comes in, and the guys that they practice a lot are the third and fourth wide receivers. And so it's not a shock that Colin Johnson's getting all this attention from Mike Glenn. I think Colin Johnson's a guy you can pick up and play this week if you're desperate at wide receiver. And same goes for Tyler Eifert. Uh, their tight ends were not involved at all when Gardner Minshew was their quarterback. Pretty much the same with Jake Lutton. Uh, Mike Glenn's been targeting the hell out of those guys. So uh, I'm not saying go pick up James O'Shaughnessy, but I do think you can go pick up Tyler Eifert. I think there's some upside there with Tyler Eifert. He had six targets last week. And at the tight end position, all you're looking for each week is just some some volume upside. And so if you're getting six, seven targets as a tight end, uh, you're, you're playable at this point in fantasy football. The Minnesota Vikings against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This has a chance to be a good game. The, the uh, Bucks are coming off of a bye week. They're healthy. They're ready to go. Uh, Dalvin Cook for the Vikings has been a little bit banged up, but last week Alexander Madison uh, was out, and so they did not have a backup running back. Well, well, they had Amir Abdullah, I guess, but Dalvin Cook basically got 
32 carries for 120 yards. It's not a great per carry average, but he still wound up with 120 yards. Uh, still wound up with 59 receiving yards. So still a good stat line day for Dalvin Cook. He still wound up with a solid fantasy total. Um, but for a team that's like Dalvin Cook's banged up, we need to uh, we need to get him. Yeah, we need we need to get the passing game going. We need to get other guys more involved to try to keep Dalvin Cook fresh. And you give him 32 carries against the Jacksonville Jaguars and, and barely beat them uh, by three points in a in a game that was close the entire time. Uh, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's a terrible matchup against an elite Buccaneers run defense. I think you still have to play Dalvin Cook because he's Dalvin Cook. He still gives you uh, you know one play, one game breaking touchdown upside. So I think he's got to be in your lineup. Uh, we've seen this Buccaneers secondary, which is decent. Uh, prior to them getting torched by the Chiefs. They've had some bad games, but they, for the o- overall, they've been pretty decent this season. But where they've really struggled is against fast wide receivers, explosive wide receivers, guys that they can't cover one-on-one, guys that they can't keep up with. That means Justin Jefferson is a must-start for me this week. Justin Jefferson's an absolute star, led the team in targets last week. He had nine catches for 121, yard, 121 yards and a touchdown. Adam Thielen also had eight catches for 75 yards and a touchdown. I've brought it up multiple times. Kirk Cousins over the last five games has outscored Russell Wilson as a fantasy quarterback. I'm playing Kirk Cousins this week because you can beat the Bucks through the air better than you can on the ground. I think they're going to have to throw the football, and that means that Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson absolutely have to be in your lineup. Uh, even if Irv Smith goes in this one, you can't play him. He, he's been hurt for a significant amount of time now. I don't know what kind of role he's going to have in the offense, and you should never consider playing Kyle Rudolph. Uh, as far as the Bucks go, Tom Brady is in play for me this week. Same goes for Gronk. Same goes for Mike Evans. Uh, Chris Godwin had some pins removed from his thumb. Should be good to go. I would imagine if they're taking the pins out, I would imagine that he's going to be fine to play. So I think he's in play. Uh, Antonio Brown, I guess, is in play because the matchup's really good against a bad Viking secondary. I don't trust Antonio Brown. Personally, uh, that that that's just me. I was never buying into the Antonio Brown return. I know he's getting looks from Tom Brady. I just have he just hasn't done anything. Like he hasn't done anything to merit me putting him in my lineup with with any kind of upside expectations. And so you know maybe this is a great matchup. Maybe this is a good matchup for them to get him going. And he has you know eighty yards and two touchdowns. And maybe I'm completely wrong about this. I just don't know how much upside he presents because I think that Mike Evans and I think that Chris Godwin are better wide receivers at this point in, the, in their careers. And, and Gronk is still heavily involved in the offense. Uh, Ronald Jones, I think Ronald Jones has set himself apart from Leonard Fournette. He's the back that you want to start in this backfield. I think you can start him this week. The Vikings do have a pretty good run defense, uh, but I have to imagine that this is this has a chance to be a positive game script for the Buccaneers, who, who desperately need a win uh, to keep their playoff to keep to keep their playoff momentum going. And so I think Ronald Jones is a guy that I would I would start this week because I think he's going to have plenty of opportunity against the Vikings. And he's just been more productive than Leonard Fournette. So I'm going to get through a couple more matchups on this week's episode. As I mentioned, I'm going to try to do something for you guys on Sunday morning because I want to make sure we're trying to get you guys set up for your playoff matchups. And uh and it's just a lot to go through every single game on the podcast. Uh, uh, by myself, you know, I, I miss Dusty. We'll have Dusty back next week. So I'm going to try to burn through a couple more of these matchups and then, uh, I'll, I'll make sure 
to put this out on my Twitter account and 610's Twitter account, as well as whatever I record this weekend to try to get you guys set up as best as possible for your Sunday matchups. But the Chiefs at the Miami Dolphins. This is an exciting game, right? Tua, Tua looked good last week. We're hoping Tua can uh, you know look competitive against the Chiefs. Obviously, you start Mahomes, Tyreek, Kelsey. Uh, it, it is worth noting that Xavier Howard could wind up being on Tyreek Hill a decent amount in this game. He, he'll he probably wind up being on Sammy a little bit more. Um, I would expect the Chiefs to try to move Tyreek Hill into the slot, try to avoid Xavier Howard a little bit because he's been absolutely shut down fantastic this year. He's got eight interceptions on the season. He's been absolutely elite this season. Um, but the Chiefs move Tyreek Hill around enough, try to avoid him. That I think you can still absolutely start Tyreek Hill. You're not benching him. Uh, he's the number one wide receiver in PPR at the moment. Uh, Sammy, I am not playing this week, however, though, because I do expect him to be lined up on the outside against Savian Howard a lot. Uh, so that means bad things for him. Uh, McCole Hardman is a deep dart throw. He's coming off a couple of bad games, but I think he's got a, he's got a monster coming. Uh, he, he's good for one of those every so often. I think this could be that game. I expect the Chiefs to win this game, uh, pretty easily, but the Dolphins defense is very good. So it's not something you should just scoff at, but I just don't see their offense being able to put up points with the Chiefs. I, I just don't think that they should struggle in this game. Uh, and, and the Dolphins are middle of the pack against the run. I expect Clyde to be back. I, I don't think that Le'Veon Bell thing from last week, Clyde was sick. I don't think that's going to keep going this week. I'm putting Clyde back into my lineup this week without question. For the Dolphins, I think it's a really good matchup for Miles Gaskin. He's a little bit banged up, but so are all of their running backs. Uh, Gaskin probably isn't going to practice this week, but I still expect him to go against the Chiefs. The Chiefs have been a favorable matchup against fantasy running backs all season long. So Miles Gaskin's absolutely in my lineup. Um, but they're they're quietly really good against opposing wide receivers, so I don't trust Devontae Parker. He's been way too up and down. And they've been okay against tight ends, but uh, Mike Jasicki seems to have a good rapport with Tua, so I'm putting Mike Jasicki in my lineup this week. Uh, I, I don't trust Tua to going against you know the defending Super Bowl champions. I, I just can't trust him in my lineup at all this week. And the last game before we get out of here, the Seattle Seahawks at the New York Jets. So Seattle has not been good lately. They lost to the Giants last week. Uh, They're not putting up nearly as many points. Russell Wilson's not throwing nearly as many touchdowns. Everybody on the offense has been struggling aside from DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett's done absolutely nothing. Chris Carson has come back and been productive the last two weeks, although he's still splitting a lot of touches with Carlos Hyde. And Pete Carroll said earlier this week that, you know, Chris Carson, they're just trying to work him back in slow because they just still don't think he's 100%. It's frustrating, um, but you still got to put Chris Carson in your lineup. Uh, you still got to put DK in your lineup. You still got to put Tyler Lockett in your lineup because it's the Jets this week. You still got to put Russell Wilson in your lineup. You still got to get every one of those guys in this matchup because this is a get-right game for the Seattle Seahawks. They should be able to drop 35 on the Jets easily. So put all those guys in your lineup with complete and total confidence. As far as the Jets go, I'm not saying I the Seattle defense has been playing better, first of all. So I'm not saying I would just put Sam Darnold in my lineup, but I do like Jamison Crowder this week. Uh, Denzel Mims, there's a chance he might not play. He's dealing with a family emergency. They said they're not sure if they're going to have him this week against Seattle. So Denzel Mims probably can't be in your lineup. I don't hate Brashad Perriman, though. They're going to have to throw in this game. There's going to be volume in this game. I don't trust Ty Johnson to get another 100 yards. Um, so I'm not going to play Sam Darnold, but I probably would play uh, Jamison Crowder and Rashad Perriman. I- I'd take a chance on both those guys this week. So 
Thank you guys for listening. Please download the Radio.com app. Like and subscribe to all of our content on the 435 Podcast Network, including the Force to Punt Podcast. Um, I will let you guys know about the episode that we're going to record later in the week. I'll get that out to you as soon as I can. Try to get you deep, deep covered on every single matchup so we can win your fantasy playoff matchups this week. I'll talk to you guys soon. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.